Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you for sending your son to die for us. Thank you for the absolute certainty that we have that he paid the penalty for our sins, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day and is seated at your right hand. These are certainties. We know that he's coming again. We long for his coming. We look with eagerness, but we do not know the when. The important thing is not the when, because the most important day is not the day he comes, it's today. How am I going to use the blessed hope of his return to affect my attitude, my motives, my actions today. I pray that you will help us to get that perspective and let it change our life because there are people out there without Christ, without hope, and without eternal life, and we are on a rescue mission. Help us to play our part. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're dealing with the abomination of desolation. <clears throat> Let's turn to Daniel chapter 11. Now notice verse 36. Then the king will do according to his own will. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god. He shall speak blasphemies against the god of gods and shall prosper till the wrath has been accomplished. Always remember the tribulation is a time of wrath. Paul warned of the wrath that was coming on the unbelieving nation of Israel. That wrath is being fulfilled first in 70 AD in the destruction of the nation and then completed during the tribulation period. So the wrath is going to be accomplished for what has been determined shall be determined. Verse 37, he shall regard neither the God of his fathers which tells me that if he comes out of Islam, he will be different than Islam. He will not regard any God. Why? It's hard to regard any God when you think you are God. Notice that it says, he will magnify himself above them all. What was Satan's basis of rebellion? I shall make myself like God. Question for you. Why is he called a prince in Daniel 9 and a king in Daniel 11? At mid-tribulation point, he is indwelt by Satan as Judas was. As a matter of fact, there are some very interesting parallels between Judas and Antichrist. They're both called the son of perdition. Antichrist is called him who was and is not and is to come. When Judas died, it says he went to his own place. What am I suggesting? I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> is it possible that Judas may be revived? Maybe. I, I wouldn't argue the point, but maybe. There are some very strange connections between the two. All right, Daniel 12, verse 11. From the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away, remember they're going to rebuild the temple. Jewish sacrifices are going to be re-implemented. 
Do you get excited when you hear about the temple being rebuilt? It is a sign that Christ is coming. That's a good thing. But the fact that the Jews are going to rebuild the temple is a bad thing. They're violating the entire book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews told them that all that has passed away. The veil has been rent from top to bottom. The temple ultimately was destroyed. The sacrifices were to cease because they were fulfilled in Christ and they keep going back to the old covenant. So the sacrifices for unbelieving Jews are going to be reinstituted in Jerusalem and in the mid tribulation point when Antichrist walks into the temple, he will demand that they stop. So from the time that the sacrifices are taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, probably an image of himself, there shall be 1,290 days. Why 1,290 and not 1,260? There's an extra 30, correct? Why? It's going to be a cleanup program. The earth is going to be a slaughterhouse. From the time of the second advent, there's going to be at least a 30-day period of basically restoring the earth. 30 days is pretty quick time to restore the mess that's going to be here. So I would assume it's going to be supernatural. The Lord made the earth in seven days. He can surely clean it up in 30. I like your thinking. That's, that's good thinking. Some of these things were simply not told. We, you know, with prophecy, always keep this in mind. There's always a missing piece. It's like a puzzle with a missing piece. And it's always hard to put it together, and the missing piece doesn't fall into place until the right time, which should tell us something. Don't be too dogmatic that you know everything about prophecy because there's things that are going to happen different than you think. <laughs> 